0: Hey, welcome to the president accounted for podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lynn. I'm an emotional growth coach and a pet care loving professional. And I love being able to share about my own transformation journey along with hearing about how others are transforming their lives. I'm not a psychologist, however, our human experience intrigues me so much. Neuroscience has studied and shown that about 95% of our lives are being lived out through the programming of our subconscious mind. This means that the majority of our moments in life are experienced without complete awareness. The majority of our subconscious is being programmed in the first 7 to 14 years of our life we take cues from society and culture around us about what's good bad acceptable not acceptable and we shape our decisions around those things it's actually brilliant to me that we're designed this way and what's even more brilliant is that there's a thing called neuroplasticity which is the brain's ability to change i share all of this to say that change isn't easy but i believe it's possible There are sometimes areas where patterns have been going so strong for decades in our life. So it's not so simple to simply say an affirmation or to just think a different thought for 30 days and you'll be changed. These things are certainly helpful. It just runs so deep in us that it takes time. I think it takes curiosity and an openness to consider seeing something that maybe we haven't seen before. In my experiences, I've learned it is possible to be more present in life. And one of the biggest steps I took towards this was beginning to take accountability for myself and the life I was wanting to create. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. So glad you are here tuning in. I was reflecting on, um, oh my gosh, a journal entry here from earlier this year, and uh, it's just begging for me to have a conversation around overthinking and how overthinking can be so paralyzing for for us. Um and some of us deal with it, some of us don't. Um I am definitely one that does. And um this portion I was reading in my journal, um, it was a conversation in one of the coaching programs I was in um, where I made a note to myself um, that thinking isn't doing. And so what's really interesting is, you know, when I think about ways that maybe I want to achieve something or work towards something or set some goals for something and then like start taking action steps towards like doing it. It's so funny to me how I can be so in my head about things. I can be thinking so much about so many different things that um I don't know if anybody else can relate with this where like it's, it can happen for such a long period of time that I might, well, this is my experience. I might start to feel like I'm actually like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from the level of my brain, just like being in overdrive thinking and processing and thinking and processing and, um, information and yeah, I can feel exhausted from it. And, but then like have those moments where, Oh my gosh, what did I even get done today? like, what did I even accomplish today? And so, yeah, it just, it's so funny to me as I'm like reading this part in my journal and I'm, and I'm like thinking about this and processing this about how, um, one of the other pieces with my overthinking that can come online a lot is that I do have, um, perfectionistic tendencies. And I do think it comes from my core wound of, you know, just being afraid of rejection that if I, make a mistake, or if I falter, if I fail, um, if something is less than perfect, then it like I run the risk of it being like catastrophic or something. I mean, like nothing is actually really catastrophic. But that's how my mind can build it, right? Like, that's just like my subconscious belief, because it gets coming from a younger place, you know, a littler version of me that maybe didn't know, like didn't have the capacity didn't have the, you know, cognitive ability to, be able to problem solve and to be able to say like, you know, when you're super little, you don't have the ability to look at a situation that's happening and to be able to process it. Like you literally, you take it in how you are taking it in. And so like when we're little, we can, like our primary goal is to be loved and to be accepted like by our parents or by our caregivers. And so, you know, when we're little and we're like having these experiences, like think about like, I can think about like times where like, I was like super emotional or something. And I remember taking in and like, my parents never said this to me, but I remember taking in the message that like, I'm too much, you know, like my emotions are too much. Like I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm too much to handle. And, um, and like, that was, that was what my little girl like kind of took in and really it wasn't like that exact message, right? Like my parents never said it. It wasn't even like I even have the again, the cognitive ability to be able to take that in, um, as the message. But the thing is, is like, okay. So when I am like showing up and feeling like I'm crying a lot and you know, then I get a reaction out of my parents that doesn't feel safe. You know, like, let's say they're like, they're trying to comfort me and they're like stressed or they're anxious about the fact that I'm like, I'm upset and they're like wanting to soothe me, but they're also maybe feeling anxious or something like the way that I'm like, my little girl translates it is like, Oh my gosh, like this is not acceptable. Like this, not it, this isn't acceptable to be like feeling what I'm feeling or like expressing the way I'm expressing. So then it's like, Oh, do it less, do it less, do it less. And then it's like this trial and error thing that sort of happens where, um, like, okay, so then what can I do to like get their love? And then it's like, okay, I try this, I try this and then, okay, well that didn't work. So then what can I do? Like, what else can I do to get their love? You know, I do think that that's where like for myself, that's where the people pleasing came online. Um, because then it was like, oh my gosh, like if I can be, if I can be more concerned about them and like their needs and their feelings and all of that, then like that actually serves me really well because then they're not ever reacting to me. And yeah, then like things are good. Right, things are safe, and so then that becomes like the coping strategy when I'm little. But then now as like an adult, that's like totally not serving me at all. Um, But anyways, like I share all of that. That was like such a tangent, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe this is exactly where it was meant to go. Um, And just talking about this whole like overthinking piece, and I think because I, because I have such a fear of making mistakes, um, that I want to sometimes like think. Through things so intently, because uh of this part of me that's just really wanting to like control the outcome, and the thing about all of it though is that it can be so exhausting for us it can be so exhausting to just think and think and think problem solve problem solve problem problem solve like be in our heads about things, and you know this is the thing is that like there are beautiful things that can come from my thoughts, like one of the exercises that's been so helpful for me, and um and i would say that this could be a tool for anybody that can that can identify with like being kind of an overthinker is that me being able to like write out my thoughts um and it, like sometimes even like before bed sometimes i will start to think about like um especially if it's like one of those days where like i didn't i wasn't able to get as much accomplished as i had hoped um you know or maybe there's like something going on the next day like right now as i'm talking to you all of a sudden so- something that just popped in my mind Of like, Oh, I need to remember to send this email. (laughs) Like, this is what happens. This is, this is what happens is like, it sparks something in me. So then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to do that. And, um, and then the thing that can happen for me is that then I start to almost like ruminate over it. And maybe sometimes not all the time, but maybe sometimes I might even obsess over it only from the standpoint of like, I'm afraid of forgetting it. And so then it's like, okay, one of the exercises that's been super helpful, I I'll do a voice note or I'll grab my journal and I will process out the, all of the things that are going, going on through my head. Like as they're coming up, I'm just like processing and dumping and processing and dumping. And it might just be that there was like a lot of stuff happening in the day that I just need to like release the energy, you know, like if I maybe was like connected to a lot of different people and, um, you know, and like just in a lot of different like energy or in a lot of different spaces, like sometimes it's just really helpful to be able to like release that energy. And so that's been a super helpful tool for me to like sometimes get those things off my mind so that I'm not letting my mind kind of like take over and just be like spinning, spinning, spinning. And I do sometimes like do that during the day too. I mean, a lot of times if I'm like out and about, Obviously I don't have the luxury of like, I mean, I guess I could throw my journal in a bag if I wanted to, but, but yeah, to be able to like, you know, sit down like in the middle of my day just to journal. Sometimes I do have the space for it, but for the most part, like if I'm like in my car or something, then sometimes I'll just like record a voice note really quick just to be able to process what's on my mind so that I can just get it out of my head so that I'm not thinking about it and um, like not letting it get to that place where it becomes this like obsessive or like intrusive type thing. Because then the thing about it is that like the overthinking piece, it takes, it takes us out of the present moment. And that also creates difficulty because then we're like with our minds, like, I don't know with our minds somewhere else, it just, it just takes away from the joy that we could be experiencing in our lives. You know, if we just allow ourselves and the thing that's like really interesting too, that I notice is that being able to just get that out, like sometimes if there's like lists of things that I need to do, then obviously it's super helpful that I wrote it down because then I'm not going to be worried about forgetting it. And I'll be able to revisit that like the next day when I need to. But then oftentimes I notice that it's just a matter of being able to express it so that I can just like, let it go and get it off my mind. And so I don't know. I just wanted to share that experience and that tool that I use, um, just to be able to manage the overthinking tendencies because, um, yeah, because it takes us out of the present moment when we let ourselves, um, let our minds go, um, like that sometimes. So I hope that this encourages you. And, um, I also hope that you have a really great week and I would love to hear if you do identify as an overthinker, if you, if this resonates with you and, um, you give the exercise a shot, I'm so curious to hear about like how that is for you. And if you find that to be like supportive and helpful in your journey. So um, I hope that you have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Please subscribe and review the podcast. And if you think of someone that would find some encouragement in the episode, please share. And I hope that you can find 30 seconds in each of your days to take for yourself, no one else. And just take some deep breaths. Until next time.